Welcome to Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. Sometimes I think being retired and being a caregiver are synonymous, at least for a few years. Retirement usually comes to us in our 60s, and it is at that same age that our parents are moving into their 80s. It's also at this time that our children are moving into their 30s and 40s. The time for splitting up, divorce. There are very likely grandchildren that may need some attention from grandparents. Sandwiched between grandparents and children, it is easy for many of us to assume the role of caregiver. No matter our retirement plans, we may need to make some changes. In my town, hundreds of caregivers convene each year for an annual meeting at a local hospital. A few years ago, I was encouraged to attend because of some classes I was scheduling for a local community college. I sat through the day and listened to testimonies of caregivers and talks by experts. I left believing I had just spent the day with a band of angels. These people, working with folks who are near the end of their life or have special needs, the caregiver has to extend not only constant physical attention, but psychological support. They also work at the lowest level of the pay scale. The trade does not legally require extended training, licensing, or college degrees. People tend to drift into the field who have difficulty finding jobs in the factory or office that might pay better. Of course, this generality does not apply to all who earn the moniker caregiver. Some do it just because they care. Story after story was told of the care and sympathy extended and the loneliness and the difficulty experienced. Some caregivers attended to their own parents, children, or grandchildren. Other caregivers attended to parents that have been abandoned by their own children. Or there are children who have been abandoned by their parents. It was not easy to hear their stories but it certainly left an indelible mark in my mind. I still think of caregivers as saints. My own mother fell and broke her pelvis at age 88. Hospitalization and then time at a care center followed. We drove back to the Midwest at first notice. Then I overreacted and rented an apartment to be with her until she could be moved back home. I had two sisters living in her small town. Upon reflection, I realized I had overreacted. My presence wasn't really needed. She lived another four years, most of that in a nursing home. They seemed to be the happiest days of her life. She flourished. My experience in a caregiver role never really materialized. Within a month, we had let our apartment go and headed the car home westward. My wife's parents were hospitalized on occasion, but death came rather quickly to each, and we did not experience being the caregivers either. Once again, distance made our role very limited. Two sons lived fairly close and assumed that role, which never came down to actually living with and attending to daily needs. We have good friends right now who experienced caregiving 
for first his father and then his mother. They took their six-year-old daughter out of school and moved from Missoula, Montana to Anchorage, Alaska to care for his father. They stayed in his house and took total control of his care, feeding, bathing, medicating, etc. They devoted two full years to caring for him. Soon after his death, his mother needed attention, and they moved to Bellingham, Washington to be with her. She was moved from her home to a small apartment. When that became too difficult and dangerous, she was moved into an assisted living care center. He visited her each morning and evening. He took her to his house or out to dinner, probably five nights out of each week. She was one well-cared-for and lucky mother. He and his wife served in this role for five or six years before his mother spent her last days in our hospice care facility. I've never heard them complain of their caregiver status. He seemed grateful to be able to help. I really look forward to going out there, he says, and Mom is so happy. It makes me happy. These are probably the happiest days of her life. I think that is why she's still living. She's having a good time. Another friend of mine recently related the story of his role, caring for his parents or grandchildren, both at the same time. His father lived into his 90s and only required some attention two or three days each week. He was, for the most part, cared for by his wife, who recently died at age 95. She lived alone up until the end, shoveling snow from her sidewalk and driveway. My friend's three daughters all have small children and no fathers in the house. My friend, who is retired, spends some time each week picking kids up from school, taking them places, and attending to any special needs. He says that he likes being able to help both the parents and the grandchildren. But I'm not sure that is what he had in mind when he retired. We recently hired a plumber to do some work on a small remodel. He told us about a month ago that he was retiring. He was in the process of building on to his house for another major change in his life. His son and three children are moving back home. He smiled when he told us and said he was looking forward to it. But I'm sure this has not been his dream as he neared retirement age. Life is that way. Surprises come our way. Yesterday the sun was shining and the snow was falling at the same time. Retirement can be that way. We had best be prepared for some surprises. This is Retirement Talk. You can rate or review this show at iTunes. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirement talk dot org.